Welcome to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where you hear the good, the bad, and the ugly of how real estate agents overcame challenges and grew their business. Check out the episode notes at crushitinre.com slash podcast. Now here's your host, Lindsay Favaza. Welcome back to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. I am here today with a very good friend of mine, Deanna Foucher. She is out of our Lamaki Realty Worcester office, and she's a beast. She's a beast. <laughs> so I'm very excited to have her on here today. Welcome to the podcast, Deanna. Thank you, Lindsay, my friend. I mean, I say beast with all due respect. Like, uh, I hope you so, crush right? it. So <laughs> it's funny whenever I do these, I always go in, especially when it's our agents. It's so much easier for me to go and find the numbers and figure out what's going on here. And I am blown away by your consistently year over year in President's Club. You've been in President's Club ever since President's Club started with us, which was back in 2017, 17. I believe, was the first yeah. year. And yeah. you've been in it every single year. Um 34, 35, 36, 37. Last year, you had quite the breakout year of 48. I know it was a really good year. So we'll talk about that for sure. This year, you are definitely tracking to be in President's Club again. So congratulations, first of all, because that is quite the run. And you started in real estate in 2011. So I want you to take our listeners back to 2011, get us a little bit of a understanding of why you got into real estate and and so on? So I worked in the corporate world. Um, I worked as a, actually a travel agent for 25 years at um, Hanover Insurance, which was a great part of my life, you know, raising my son, being able to do that. Um, and then I just decided I felt like I needed a little bit something more. I wanted to get out there and try to not kind of be the nine to five behind the desk scene. I wanted to get out there. I was a people person to begin with. So um, I got my license and um, I held on to it for a little while. And then I decided out of this clear blue sky to reach out to Anthony on Facebook. And I messaged him and I said, I'm from Worcester. Um, I've you know heard about your company. I'd like to come in for an interview. And he's like, who is this? <laughs> you and I have similar stories because I did the same thing. Yeah. I mean, he's like, who are you? And I, <laughs> I, I told him who I was and he called me in for an interview. Um, I got the job and it took me about six months to get on, on my feet good enough. So I was able to quit my full-time job. So about six months into it, um, working with pretty much nothing of my own business. Um, it was all company business. Um, I worked the leads, I worked the program, um, and I eventually was able to get off the leads and just focus on my own business. So you started at Lamakia in 2016, but then I 2017, did. you had over 30 sales. So I did. What the heck? Because that is yeah, quite I, the ramp up. Most people would love in their first year to get to that level. So I know you said it was a lot of company leads, but I mean, that takes a lot of dedication, a lot of hours. So tell me kind of what was your mindset that first year of just so I'm my mindset, my mindset was I wanted to be able to do real estate full time. So in order to do that, you just you'd have to give your 150 percent. And that's exactly what I did. And that's what I continue to do because nobody wants to go backwards, especially in real estate. So if you want to keep making your goals higher and higher, you just have to keep giving more and more. And I'm really able to do that with the support that I have here at Lamakia. Um, it takes a ton off my plate. Um, you know, Megan, my paid assistant, 
I, I could not do my job without what I have here, the support. And it actually gives me the time to be able to give my clients 150% more. So that's, that's what I feel like makes the big difference. But um, I think to answer your question, yeah, I just want, I just wanted to be in real estate full time and I just, I had to do it. Yeah. And, and you it. set the bar high, but then you stuck it out. Like I said, you've just been so consistently every single year making it into President's Club. So tell me, what is it that you do with your clients that help you to continue to get that referral business? Because you said in the beginning you are mainly company leads, but what's that split now? So um, I'm not on a lead source right now, which, you know, with the changing market, I think that, well, I know that I'm going to try to vent out different, you know, avenues of lead sources, um, which is smart. Yeah. I mean, you've got to, you've got to roll with what happens in real estate. So, you know, I think we're going to be shifting into maybe more of a buyer's market, um, meaning more buyers out there. So I want to start to get, try to get a little bit more lead source that way. Um, You know, I'm still getting referrals from clients from years ago, you know, those stepping stone clients five years ago that are rebuying again and selling again. So I love when that happens. I love when I get a call from somebody I sold a house four years ago, you know, we're ready to move up. We're ready to step it up. So, you know, that's the best feeling because then you feel like, you know, you did a good job then, but you really know you did a good job when they come back. Yeah. You know, for sure. Cause you left, yeah. left a lasting impression if four years later, they're thinking of you. Exactly. There's some crazy stat that the realtor association that I've read that the majority of sales, actually, they don't go back to their original realtor. So there's a huge percentage that don't go back to their original realtor, which is crazy to me. Cause it you is think crazy. once you've sold, you should have them. Right. Right. But or if you get somebody that reaches out to you and wants to sell a house and then you kind of go back and you see, obviously look at the house and see, you know, you always wonder like, why didn't they go back to that original realtor? You know, they're reaching out to you as a referral, which makes you feel even, even better, honestly. Absolutely. So tell me what it is that you do with sellers and buyers that would make them want to continue to work with you year after year or to refer you to their friends and family, because I'm sure that that happens too. So what are some of the things that you do to go above and beyond for them? So I think from the, with my sellers from the very beginning, um, you know, obviously meeting with them face to face, but explaining the process to them, you know, having a seller checklist with me and let, letting them know exactly this is what's going to go down. This is what's going to happen in the next 30 to 45 days. Um, and honestly, when they look at that, it's overwhelming because they really don't know the whole process. But I am there every single step of the way. And then also added services. You know, if you you need to get your smokes up to code, we can help you with that. If you need a cleaning lady, if you need somebody to help you pack boxes, if you need, you know, refer an estate sale. So it's more than just selling the house. It's just being there for my clients for whatever they need, honestly. Yeah. So you really, truly go above and beyond. I, I absolutely Makes them to. remember. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I did just get, I sold a house last year or at the beginning of this year. And off that one sale, I've gotten three referrals and yeah, amazing. Absolutely. So was it their like friends? Was it their cousins? Was it their neighbors? Who who were they? Neighbor, neighbor, friends, and then friends of friends. So, you know, it's just, 
and it was the same thing. You know, she did a great job. You should give her a call. And I felt like that's just such an honor to me, honestly. When, when something like that happens, you know that you're doing a good job. Absolutely. And um, tell me, without getting specific into numbers, but tell me, you end up with one lead, you work that lead, you close the deal with them, and it's, let's say, X amount of commission. We'll just say X amount, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get three more referrals. Sometimes those can be even bigger commission checks, big, even bigger home sales. And yep. so sometimes too, I think a lot of agents are like, well, you know, I don't think that they have as much money as someone else and they want to kind of cherry pick their leads, but explain why that's not a good idea. <laughs> it's not, you know, I mean, a lead is a lead. A commission check is a commission check. A transaction is a transaction. Everything is one. It, 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 that's what it is. It's a transaction. So if it's a $200,000 price point or a million dollar price point, I'm still going to do the same thing for each client. It doesn't matter to me, honestly. So if you work your business the way it should be, you will keep getting referrals. And reputation in this business is 150%. Let's take a quick break to hear from Greg Janian, a prominent real estate lawyer who represents buyers, sellers, and lenders, as he shares his latest tip. In a previous clip, I had talked about turning one deal into three or four. You know, when you take on a client in real estate, you don't want to just take on that client. You want to take on their family, their friends. And the way to do that is to, you know, be around, meet them, you know, ask them about their kids, ask them about their family, which most of you are probably doing anyway, but are you meeting their kids? Are you finding out, are they 22, 23, about to graduate college in another state and move home? You have an opportunity to turn that first client into not just two or three more deals with that client, but two or three more family members in their future deals. And the way you do that is to learn about them and meet them and talk to them. You know, go out to dinner with them one night. You know, don't just treat this as I'll meet you at this house and, you know, we'll take a look at it. And then you go home and they go home and that's the end of it. You know, create a personal relationship with these clients because they have personal relationships that they will turn on to you. Thanks, Greg. Now let's get back to the show. And that reputation can be damaged if someone thinks that you're try trying to cherry pick or that you didn't want to work exactly. with them. Yep, or exactly. someone. So that's really good advice. Now, tell me about some of these reviews, right? We were talking earlier before we started recording this about reviews and the importance of reviews. Explain to the audience why you find reviews to be so important for you, for your business, and so on. Um, well, to me, I loved I love sending them out. I wait about two weeks before I send them out because I want my clients to get situated, moved in. And then actually, they probably really sit back and think about the experience at that point. Um, I'm all settled in. You know, this was a great experience. There might have been a couple bumps in the road. I mean, nothing is ever smooth in real estate. <laughs> no, and they have a short term memory. So then they forget <laughs> yeah. about it once they're sitting in the house and they're loving it so much. Yeah. But when you get that review and you look, I mean, sometimes it brings tears to my eyes because I'm like, they really remembered I did that and they appreciated that. And they know that I was a professional throughout the transaction, which is very important to me. Um, and just being able to put them on my website so other people can see them and make the decision, you yeah. know, so it makes they're, you feel good. They're extremely powerful. And as I was yeah. telling you earlier, I have this, um, 
I have this email folder in my email where I put in anything that is like a positive note from anybody. So like, I don't have a public Google my business page for reviews, but you know, that's just my place that if someone sends me an email saying like your team crushed it doing this, or we love having you guys helping us with this, or your training was great or whatever these things are, I put them into Mm -hmm. this little folder. It has literally a a little heart on it. And I do, sometimes you're right. You, it makes you so happy to just be able to like, just glance at them every once in a while and make you feel good. Yeah. Know that you're on the right track. And especially when things get tough, because sometimes you yeah. get those clients that you're like, oh my God, I'm getting exactly. out of real estate. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but then you look at those other ones and you're like, okay, no, that one, this I is know. just a one-off and I'm going to get through it. So yeah. And it's a nice to give yourself a pat on the back sometimes, you know, like even if you have a really hard transaction, because they're out there all the time. And you've had a great experience with the client, but at the end it's over and you're just like, phew, but everybody's still happy. You know, I mean, things happen, things happen and we just get through them. Yep, absolutely. So tell me um, a little bit about that. So I know that there's a lot of agents out there that are, you know, newer to the business and they are kind of maybe navigating some more difficult waters right now. So what are some of the things that you do when you are kind of faced with some, you know, difficult or challenging transactions? How do you kind of get like head down and go through it? (laughs) So first of all, pick up the phone. I mean, I texting to me when there's something going on is just you can you can take it the wrong way. The client can take it the wrong way. I mean, an explanation point in something like that might just be how somebody types. But to somebody else, that could be, you know, like why are you yelling, yelling at, me? at me? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So my first thing is pick up the phone, you know, and try to get through it that way. Talk through it. Um, you know, some clients, you know, will get hot headed it's fine. It's fine. You know, I just, I listen, I try to guide them through Well, well, I do guide them through it and just let them know, you know, things like this happen. We'll get through it. We'll get through it and just pick up the phone and talk to them. That's my advice. I think that's very solid advice because I think all too often we kind of run from that. We get that like, Oh God, I have this bad news. So if I'll just wait until later and then it makes it worse that you waited and that you didn't just say it. So yeah, I think that that's fantastic advice. So I want to pivot for a second here and I want to talk about culture a little bit. I know that you are, um, you know, you joined our office with a couple of people that you were already friends with, um, but I feel like you've deepened those relationships that you have within the office and then with all the new agents within the office Mm -hmm. that you've met since you started. And I want you to talk a little bit about how that culture has helped you, because like I was saying to you before, I feel like a lot of agents kind of don't necessarily want to be friendly or friends with other real estate agents because it's their competition, right? But in the end of the day, we know, we know that that's just not the best place to go. So I want you to talk about this because I know you have some really strong relationships within the office, within other brand, within other brokerages, you have strong relationships with Mm -hmm. other people. So talk to me about culture and what that's meant for you and for your business. Everything. Um, you know, when I started at the Worcester office, I think there was only five of us back then. (laughs) Can you believe it? it? Small (laughs) office. Now it's the biggest office. (laughs) It's the biggest office. Um, one of my best friends in the world, Michelle Wesson. Um, I went to, I actually grew up with her. Uh, we were besties in high school and have been since she's been a big support of me. Um, I'm not going to name names, but you know, I have a, a large group of friends within the office, within other Lamakia offices. And like you said, other offices. So 
going back to what I said earlier, reputation is huge. Um, you know, you got to hold your head high and just be that agent that picks up the phone, be that agent that communicates, be that agent that, you know, is going to work with the other agent neck and neck. It's so important. We're both doing the same job and, you know, being able to have friends outside of Lamakia as well is important. Very important. Absolutely. And it helps you. You can be at different brokerages, but still be friends. Absolutely. (laughs) People join different brokerages for different reasons and so Mm -hmm. on. But I mean, really, when it comes down to it, like you said, you're all doing the same job. You're in the same boat. You're literally rowing in the same direction. Now, obviously, there's negotiations that are a part of what you guys do. But once that negotiation (laughs) is done, you're on the same path. Like you're literally have the same exact goal. So yeah, it's crazy to me when I hear that agents don't want to be friends. And then I see people like you who are like just so embracing of any new agents that come in the offices or friends with the people that, you know, you've worked with for a while. And I just think that that's super powerful. So thanks for, for being my friend. I appreciate that. Um, Well, you started around when I did, didn't you? I did. Yeah. So you were. What what month in 2016 did you start? Um, I it was within a couple of months of me it was starting. February. Yeah. February. Okay. So I started in February. We probably had like the same start date. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. In that little meeting room every Wednesday for training. That little meeting room. <laughs> yeah. Where we'd all be like just pouring out of the room. But I'm so glad we have the training center that we have now. It's so much Oh, better. yeah. Um, so, all right. So last thing I want to ask you before we wrap it up is I want to talk to you about, like you had mentioned really briefly about getting on leads and stuff like that. Um, potentially again, just to kind of help supplement your business a little bit and get, you know, make sure that the change in the market doesn't affect you as much. So I want to talk about the change in the market and kind of what other things that you're doing to kind of prepare yourself. I know, like I said, we've had a lot of discussions around the fact that like, you know, price adjustments will become more of a thing again. And like, just kind of reverting back to not necessarily a slow market because it's not slow. It's just that it was really fast before. Yeah. yeah. Really, really strong. And now we're just leveling down down a little bit. So tell me, you know, what things you're doing to prepare yourself for this kind of change? Like I said, you know, trying to get out there and maybe get on some different lead sources. Um, I have a great marketing team where I sell, send out a lot of mailings, um, you know, monthly just to keep my name out there. Um, you know, social media, you yep. know, that's another avenue. I do have to get better on that though. Um, I'm trying, but you know, I, you feel like sometimes do you post too much? Don't not post enough. I got to get here, that happy medium. <laughs> here are my thoughts on it. Cause I totally understand where you're coming from. And a lot of agents have this like, you know, blockage of they're like, I'm, I'm being too braggy or I'm doing yeah. too much. And like, people are annoyed by me. My thing is, is that like, I, there's very few people that post on social media that I watch and I follow that I think to myself, God, I wish they had not posted today. Right. It's it's it happens, but it's very few. And it's never someone who is posting about their success or posting about their, you know, their day or like just having fun on social media. Like I don't mind when people do that kind of stuff at all. Now that's just me, but I'll tell you, there are some people who get sensitive about it. But at the end of the day, if you don't post because you're afraid of pissing off, I guess, that like one to 2% that just get annoyed when someone posts too much, then you're going to miss out on the business that you could get from the 20, 30% that are wanting to see that message. Do you know what I mean? So like, 
honestly, at the end of the day, it really just becomes a personal thing. How often can you post? How often do you feel comfortable putting something out there? Um, you know, and what's the mix of stuff that you're putting out? If you're only ever saying like, I have a listing, I have a sold, I have a listing, I have a sold. Right, yeah, that's right. going to become like, okay, fine, Deanna, we get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if it's yeah. like, you know, you're posting that stuff, but then you're also posting uh, your favorite recipe or you're posting that you have, you know, uh, something going on in the community. Like, People aren't going to be annoyed by that. It's really comes right. down to the quality of what you're posting and whether or not right. it's engaging or not. So that's my that's my tip. I would say just don't worry too much about annoying people and just just annoy them. <laughs> <laughs> and also Go this year, it. which I'm pretty proud of, I was um, nominated to be uh, co-chair um, yes. for the membership engagement committee. So I've been involved with that um, committee for four years, um, and it's been it's been a great asset to just my overall business relationship with other realtors. It's, you know, it's networking. This it's goes back to being friends there. with the realtors. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. I'm excited about that for you. That's fantastic. I know that yeah. there's been a lot of people on this podcast, a lot of very high producing people on this podcast. Angela Harkins, Lee mm-hmm. Joseph and I sat down a couple of weeks ago and there's been quite a few that have said you have to get involved in your realtor you boards. To. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, so it's in any way, shape or form that you can. So I think that that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what are your goals for the rest of this year? Are you pushing through? Do you feel good about it? Yeah. I mean, it's you can't compare this year to last year or the year before. There's just you can't nope. do it. So, yeah. Have I been busting my tail? Yep, I have. Absolutely. Um, I'm almost <laughs> I'm almost to President's Club. I'm almost there. Almost that's there. my goal. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure I'll do it cause I have that mindset. Um, yep. and then next year I just, I just consistency. Consistency. Well, I mean, if I was to put any word next to you, my friend, that is truly how it is. And that's consistently at a high level. It's not just consistency at 10 deals a year. It's consistency at 30 plus deals a year. So you yep. should be really yep. proud of that. And, um, And yeah, I think our audience has learned a ton from you today. What we'll do is in the show notes, we'll link to some of your social media and things like that. So if people want to reach out, ask you questions, I know that you're an open book and always willing to share. So I think that 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 would be awesome. Thank you so much, Deanna. Thank you, Lindsay. Really appreciate you taking the time. And on such short notice, I think I was last week, I was like... We have to do this. Like, I don't know, I know. why you have not been like, yet. Can you do so it tomorrow? I'm like, we're ah. doing it. I know. She was like, oh, um, I went out for my birthday last night. So probably not. I'm like, I totally understand. So I'm so glad we got the chance. I'm so glad everyone got a chance to hear from you. And um, thank and you, yeah, Lindsay. Thanks it. for everything. So. Absolutely. All right, everybody, we will see you on the next episode. If you have not yet subscribed, please hit the subscribe button because you want to make sure that you never miss an episode. These are so packed with knowledge and straight from your peers. So I think it's really valuable. Hit subscribe. Make sure that you um, listen to all the other episodes that we've had. We have almost two years worth of content now. So pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Definitely pay attention and, and get all the training that you can into this changing market. I think that's going to help everybody. All right. Thanks so much. We'll all right. See you thanks, on the next Lindsay. episode. Thanks for listening to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. We hope you learned some valuable takeaways. Be sure to take action and grow your business. You can check out the episode notes and more content from the show at crushitandre.com slash podcast. And if you like this episode and want to hear more stories, please share with others. 
post on social media, or leave a rating or review. To catch the latest from Anthony, follow him on Instagram at Crush It In Real Estate, on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.